Lounge. I'm Gary. I'm Dory. Just Dory. We're doing a special plague edition where <laughs> we are not in the same room or even the same town. Yeah, I'm wearing garlic on my armpits. It's uh, good. We'll that'll uh, fix it. Yeah, that's that and gargling some bleach. Yes. Fuck me. <laughs> now this, okay, so we're not, yeah, we're not in the same realm here. Um, this, are you, this, this, Zoom is actually recording video as well. I think so, but we're only going to yeah. do audio. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So fine. we're zooming it uh, for the listeners. We're zooming, uh, as I'm sure all you now do for work. Which, zooming, zooming. Yep. We're, uh, Have you heard of the latest trend for Zoom? Have you heard of it? Um, I'm sure it's a sex thing. Go on. Zoom bombing. Okay. Because not everybody who is, who is logging into Zoom actually knows how to use <laughs> They just kind of log in and go, you know, they don't know how to use it, right? Right. So they don't know how to let people in one at a time to their meetings kind of thing. Mm. So what's happening, random individuals are trolling and hopping in on unmonitored Zoom rooms and uh, doing threats or, yeah, nice. threatening people or doing like, you know, inappropriate sex things. Give or me your credit card or I'll wipe this whole room out or what? Kind of, you know, no, that's a good one. But thanks for suggesting that. Yeah, uh, that's Tuesday. Thank you. Um, so that's new. Okay. So yeah. that's what the plague has brought forth. Going to rely on human nature to make things better. Yeah. Or subhuman. Yeah. Subhuman nature. Yeah. Um, so now you are day what in uh, the quar here? Oh, well, well, let's, I mean, let's talk tiny epicenter, first of all. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, yeah. the beginning of this, I do believe in Lebanon or in Oregon was in Lebanon. Yes. I think. Not far think. from where you are. About a mile. At the veterans' home, As the I think it flies. was there. I could be horribly wrong. I may have been someone else in uh, Washington County, because that's a hot bed as well. I think I think I was the first one. At least I was the first one at work. I win because I had to email my admin the next day and go, "Guess what?" Because I mean, nobody knew, like what protocol? What's the protocol? You sure. don't know. Yeah, that's we haven't done this before. So, um, in fact, uh, Sarah and I were. <laughs> <laughs> Go, going to the, we went to the Whiteside Theater. For those of you who don't know, Whiteside Theater is a really old, super old, like vaudevillian and movie theater that's being renovated. And they currently show um, just random movies or you know music events and whatnot. And um, we decided to go, hey, because I had some comps I won uh, like last year during Three Amigos. Um, let's go see Dr. Strangelove. Oh, Okay, a, a little bit of a, a apocalyptic movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you learn to love the bomb? Uh, well, here we got the bomb right during the film because her husband, Jimbo, yep. texted Sarah and went, guess what? Like right in the middle of the movie. It's in Lebanon. Kabam. So we learned it while watching. <laughs> what does fuck write a bomb? You know, I'm like, well, this is perfect. So that's been the last uh, actual, you know, uh, go out and sit someplace event. So that was on the 6th of March. I think that's when we went to go see the movie. Was it 6th of March? As we know. recorded, it's now the 29th. By the time we put this out, there may not be any listeners left. Hey, well, what's the difference though? Huh? Come Good on. point. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that date was, I can't remember. It was like the week before uh, St. Patty's Day, I think. Yeah, so whatever. Um so on St. Patrick's Day, she, like, at that point, I kind of went, huh, and then it started trickling in of, like, well, maybe, so I started going out and getting some things just in case, I mean, I didn't go banana pants, I just got, like, well, some hunker down stuff, which I've sure. learned from you, or relearned from you, thank you, thank um, you. and then she came over on the 17th, and we had a social distancing, before it was, like, a big deal, we sat at that point, you could sit three feet apart, whatever. We sat like six feet apart and watched a bad movie and ate food. So that's my last like actual, like, per, per, you know, long thingy. So I'd say I've been doing this sequestering nonsense pert near before St. Patty's Day easily, uh-huh. easily way before just because I didn't know that. Or I mean, I knew I finally knew that the asthma is on the, the, the big list of hits. Mm hmm. For people who don't do well with this. Yep. So I'm like, ah, that 
that's okay. So I have like gloves and I got a mask in the mail yesterday. Oh, it's just a real simple black. I could rob Ninja. with it. I almost got the one with a big smile. I thought that'd be a little plague doctor. Um, Yeah. But, um, so I have that because I mean, they said not to have masks, but if I've got, I have asthma. That's just a weird thing to me. Like just because I guess if you were swimming in a, in a pool of viri that they would still get in. But the idea of like, don't bother wearing a mask. Like that, I, I did see somewhere where it's supposed like obviously the medical people are wearing them, so that might tell you something. Well, yeah, because they, well they're getting exposure. I mean, I get it. It's like if you're just completely and utterly healthy and you're not well at this point when they were doing this, it was for people who are immune compromised. So if you had immune compromised, like there'd be people who wore it. Sure. And I'm not really immune compromised, but they said asthma is a big no no. So I went ahead and just ordered a mask, and it's it's not. It's not by any means like medical grade. It's just enough to cover, you know, kind of a Jersey-esque black mask just to cover, you know, if I go when I, if and when I go out someplace to get groceries or whatnot. And well, I the upside of that too, besides the whether or not, sorry to cut you off, uh, to, know, whether or not uh, uh, it is actually keeping out something that's small enough to pass through the fabric is that it helps you change your behavior as far as touching your face exactly so yeah that too and you're just a little more and plus people go oh maybe she has it we'll stand 18 feet away from her mm-hmm. but i mean it, it's just like if somebody yeah like it's not medical grade but um you're right it does kind of change that habit and it lets other people know too kind of like well maybe i shouldn't sneeze directly in this person's face because they probably are immune compromised or they do have asthma or something um Unlike the dipshits uh, who are having viral parties, virus parties. Have you seen that? Yeah. The ones that are getting it. Yeah. Dicks, the virus parties and um, all the people in Miami went ahead and all the dickheads went ahead and went on spring break. And they have it too. Which is just superb. And they don't understand that there's already been uh, someone, an infant died uh, just yesterday for the first one. Yeah. In America. Not like in third world country Orama. So the first one that mattered. Yeah, per, yeah, the first one that was clearly white. Uh, it would have no, grown no, up no, an American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so they don't understand. Somebody who's 21 has passed away from it. Somebody in their 40s has passed away from it. Oh, yeah, this is not just an oldster thing for sure. And No, I mean, they get it faster and they go down faster simply because they are older and they're compromised. I heard uh, all the things. I'll just start with all my sentences with I heard. Uh, <laughs> Always it, reliable. <laughs> it, it attacks um, inflammation in the lungs. So uh, your asthma, your yep. uh, all of the other conditions that, that are super susceptible are people who have higher inflammation in their lungs and age naturally brings that about. So the older you right. are, the more inflammation you'll have. So. And thank God I'm sense. eating poorly, which makes inflammation even more. So that's right. Good. You're creating an inhospitable environment for the virus, which I think is really the way to go i was thinking about smoking camels uh, yeah actually no smokers get it even worse oh come on that can't be right yep okay <laughs> thank you surgeon general <laughs> have you ever tried to roll a camel into a big piece of paper like that though they do not cooperate yeah uh, you really you gotta drug them first you gotta drug them uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so here's my next adventure though because i i am starting to lose it because you you're working though I mean, I'm working, but I'm on spring break. Like today's the last day of spring break, right? Yeah. But you're out in the on the in the field, mm-hmm. right? Mostly, yeah. So I've been I mean, doing. How are you feeling about that? Uh, I, you and I have had this conversation, but for the listeners, I had a conversation with my boss, uh, in that Mrs. E is immunocompromised for medication that she's on, and it, we had the conversation that we should probably not take the risk of me bringing this home. Uh, went and talked to the boss and I had a, a day off. And then, and, and this is an understandable concern of his as well as like, how long are we talking here? If we could just go, okay, this is going to be two weeks. Like the original discussion was, we'll have two weeks off. We'll see if anybody gets sick. And after that, we'll all go back to normal life. Well, clearly now they're talking about this dragging him for a year and a half and yeah, our business, anybody's business can not just be idle for that long. So we need to find kind of a compromise And, uh, so we've come to the compromise that I will work on commercial jobs, which we're naturally 
socially distant from each other on a commercial job. Right. You're walking around a concrete environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, do next dude is who knows how far away, and then just kind of be a little more aware when we're closer together. And but we only have one or two jobs that we're doing that are that fall under that purview. So, uh, and then I also agreed that I could do emergency service calls in homes, but I would glove up, glove and mask and, and be super compli- uh, you know, uh, conscientious there. I haven't had any of those. Uh, I did do a now, job. Do you guys have like proper PPE stuff? Uh, effectively. Um, so the N95 mask is the standard uh, medical mask that everybody's looking for. The one that they're all running out of. Right. Uh, that one will uh, keep out uh, 95% of particulates and the mask that I wear just in general, like crawling under houses and in attics and stuff is, uh, is a P100, which will keep out 98 or 99%. So it's actually better. Like my dad, well, my dad used to wear those white ones that are kind of round. Yep. We call them titty cups. Huh? Titty cups. Yeah. When I was, when I was younger, he'd wear those when he was a carpenter. Yeah. Because they finally came in and made him. Yeah. Guys. It's so funny. Guys always never thought too much to take care of themselves. And asbestos was like the big scare thing and and obviously still is no good, but it's not the only thing to not have in your lungs. We, I get a a shitload of fiberglass dust in any environment I'm in or even just dirt off the ground. I don't want any of that shit in my lungs. So it's been my, my habit to protect my lungs for a long time. Good. Uh, But as far as like wearing that mask all day, it's none of these things are comfortable, but it's Mm -hmm. uh you can't talk. I can't, I can't be heard with that one on. So I do have some other, uh, some N95 paper masks that are, uh, that actually I carry in my emergency bag. Like we've talked about in the past. There you go. Oh, this is what's getting me through it. Ready? You get that sound? Drinking. Yeah. God bless America. I am now a professional alcoholic. Yeah. Well done. Uh, well, you gotta have a dream. My sister showed me a meme. I don't know if you've seen this one. It says, so when this is all over, will the producers of my 600 pound life get a hold of me or do I need to contact them? How's this going to work? <laughs> and the thing is though, which sucked major b-hole is that I had a meniscus tear in my knee, right? Right. Yeah. It's healing great though. Yeah. Staying and off it. Really? Well, yeah. But I mean, I've worked through the physical therapy and stuff, but they canceled physical therapy. Yeah. So I got six sessions. I'm like, oh, that's cool, whatever. So it's kind of the exercises and just keeping it up and stuff. And it's really, really, really healing well. I was really, really pleased. Great. So just before, um, you know, the Spanish flu arrived, I um, started going no, it's back. The Kung, the- it's the Kung flu. Get it right. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> you know, this- I'm... Hey, for one, I, the one time I'm going to, I'm going to uh, have uh, the slightest positive thing to say about for the Trump administration, that oh. term to me, yeah, okay, racist, they want to say racist to me. It's this thing will kick your ass like Kung Fu. I think that's way better. And it's still funny. So, oh, anyway, as you were saying, you are, your knee is, you is great. You have been sequestered too long. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's great and stuff and, and all that. So I was like, and before they shut everything down and before I decided to shut myself down from things, I was going to the gym. I was going back in the pool. I was going back into losing the weight that I gained over the holiday season. I was jamming on shit. Yeah. And, uh, right. Yeah. So, and now I've got that sort of COVID malaise. Mm. The um, the whole like, oh yeah, I could get up and do something, or I could take a shower and go right back to bed. Open another cool so, one. Huh? You could open another cool one. And that's right and so it's kind of like that it's like a real passive depression yeah a real real like and i'm not alone in this apparently this is like a nationwide thing oh, yeah. right so i went online i'm like okay what the fuck and now gold's gym is actually letting them people have access to the app like through may for free oh nice so you can go in. I mean, there's stuff on YouTube and whatnot, but I was like looking around for stuff. I'm like, okay, I have just got to set aside um, like this time of day, I'm going to log off or whatever, flip on YouTube and do this exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've got to, I have to. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's this whole thing between the injury and this fucking bullshit has undone everything I did to lose all that weight. Oh, you'll feel a lot better. It's... Yeah, I know. It's always hard to make yourself do stuff like that. But if you, you know, for some reason, we humans, we need routine. We generally have routine thrust upon us since our 
or we come out of the womb. So then when we finally get to a point in life, whether it be retirement or, you know, worldwide plague that you're uh, not uh, uh, tied to a routine, all of a sudden our brain doesn't know what to do. See now retirement, I'm going to be fine at. Yeah. I practice that every summer. There you go. You know, that's That's not without the plague. I'm good. You know, I got things to do and write and go and see and be, but with this, it's like, and it doesn't, I don't know, man. It sucks balls is what it does. But doing more things like this. Yes. Because um, Winder came up with the term uh, co-video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ting. Trademark. Um, yeah. so you, Have you, just, did you do, uh, uh, do some uh, video stuff with him? No, not yet. But I was thinking too, because he's having a hard time. He has ups and downs too. Um, yeah. Because he has like a whole family to, you know, quote unquote, protect if we want to be like archaic about it. Sure. Um, but anyway, um, I want to do maybe some of the sketches we wrote or that didn't get played the night we did our sketch comedy or mm-hmm. um, something, something that we can do live where people can pop in and just hang out and be funny and funny and silly together. That would be cool. I mean, something. Um, yeah. I kind of want to like do readings for kids or I want to do something. Um, because I don't I let's face it Gary I'm not marketable okay I got like maybe one and a half talents and oh, none of them are <laughs> you know what I mean that's one of them right there build, I'm not gonna build houses in Haiti come on <laughs> so I don't know I'm thinking about doing it but I mean so what what happens well I know people are like well what if maybe I go there is no what if maybe bitches I will be saying Merry Christmas to everyone on zoom okay that is my prediction yeah, we've got to be realistic about it. And then mm-hmm. what if things do theoretically get back to quote unquote normal, what does that look like? And how many people will, uh, you know, how will people adapt to that? Are we ever going to go back to shaking each other's hands and hugging each other and all the things we used to do so casually? Well, that's the thing. I, I came up with an idea a week ago. I just don't know how to do it yet because I'm like an amateur writer, but is that um, there is a society uh, that, they have to, in order for them to survive as a species they have to not have any social contact physical social contact right or they can't um like they have to they're basically have a sense of quarantine in order for them to live they have to be sequestered they'll live they'll mm-hmm. live their whole life very full life but they can't leave where they live ever. We're so, sort of moving that direction. At least that's how this feels. Yeah. And then it turns out that so many years and so many centuries went by that no one remembers the reason as to why this was. Mm-hmm. It just was. So I guess like some intrepid investigator, or whatever. I know it's a t- trite trope, but um, finds out and traces his whole thing back kind of logan's run-esque and realizes oh my god this this doesn't this doesn't exist this was created for blah 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 blah. it never existed and it basically was for control oh yeah you know um and i'm sure someone else is writing it right now because they're not drinking as much as i am but i don't know i think um i think the when everybody's got got the vaccine yeah when everyone's vaccinated, well, right now we're going to see a huge boom in babies. Yep. Nine, 10 months from now, a year from now, boop, 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 boop. and we're seeing a huge increase in child abuse. And spousal abuse, I'm sure. And spousal abuse. Yeah. So I foresee after the vaccine occurs, we'll have another uh, baby boom. Another one. Yeah. So there's a potentiality for two baby booms within the same decade. It's uh well, I'm just I'm I'm wondering how all of this shakes out as far as the knock-on effect and unforeseen circumstances. Uh, you know how my, the way the kids are now that were raised with bubble wrap versus the the uh, the need to be a uh, hypochondriac. You know yeah. we we are currently in a very need to be state of keep all keep yourself clean and and watch out for bugs and this and right the 99.9 percent of uh uh 
bacteria and viruses that are killed by antibacterial soaps and uh, Purell and all of that have been what brought have brought on this superbug shit that kind of yeah I mean so then what from this used a lot of because I remember I was teaching in brick and mortar the advent of um, uh, hand sanitizer was a fucking blessing oh at that point right yeah and I always had some really cool smelling on on the, the front of the room. So kids will keep it all grimy. I'm like, ah, you know, yep. but then it became almost obsessive. Right. And everybody was like, blah, blah, blah. and there's like, I mean, Bath and Body Works has like 50 different scents of sure. hand sanitizer. And it's almost like a fashion statement. It's in your purse with your chapstick. Mm-hmm. I never, I never was like that though. Like in like regular. Yeah. But it has its place. I, I keep it in the van. For, oh yeah. It's, I, a, it's a go-to. Before I'm about to eat my break and I've got nowhere, no, I can't wash mm-hmm. my hands. It's something. Mm-hmm. That's its purpose. But people yeah. were overusing it and stripping all the good bacteria off your hands and ba- uh, screwing up the pH balance in your hands. If I remember yeah. correctly. Um, but I, I don't know. I know once everybody gets their vaccine, it's going to be okay. But at that point, we'll have such an economic. Well, now, I don't know. This is kind of a wartime situation. If you think about it, because yeah. of all the different, um, like the, the manufacturers now, GM, finally Trump got off his ass and, and put the defense act in place where um, GM can start making ventilators. Yeah. So that's good. That should have been done weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and there was, I can't remember. There's a perfume. There are less than 700 in our whole state for the entire state. Oh, I know. There's a perfume company. I can't remember which one it is. Two, a couple weeks ago, just stopped production entirely and went right to hand sanitizer good. on their own. Good. You know, and I'm seeing a lot of good come about with certain corporations like Beth, uh, Bath and Body Works shut their stores down two weeks ago, but they're going to continue to pay their workers. Wow. I mean, because I, I don't know about you, but I've gotten like every fucking store I ever looked at once sent me an email about this mm-hmm. is what we're doing for COVID and Da, 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 da. I'm actually kind of paying attention. Oh. See who actually is doing doing the right thing. I guess Cheesecake oh. Factory has told all of their landlords to fuck off for not paying rent. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Really? Because, you know, what are you going to do? Wonder if there's like these, like in Portland, 1200 bucks is basically one month's rent for a half of what I have. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's one month. And the landlords are starting to kick out people. There was an article, I think it was New York Times, about how landlords are, you know, kicking people out who are, like, people who work in the medical profession. Like, yeah, because they couldn't pay their rent. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're like, they're not, it's like not working enough. You know what I'm saying? They don't make enough. I don't know what it was, but something COVID-19 related, there are certain. But sure. I know they did a thing in, um, was it here or was it nationwide that the landlords, no, it was, it was Oregon. The uh, landlords can't kick you out. Yeah. That's good. You stand that down. Well, it's not like you're, they're going to get somebody else in that can pay the rent. Exactly. Because they're not going to, and they're going to have to deep clean the shit out of the house because. And try and get somebody in to do that. Uh, precisely. And then yeah. somebody comes in, you know, it's a lot worse. I don't know. It depends on what happens with um, the economy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tanked. I didn't want to, oh, I lost even more money. Jesus. Oh yeah. I haven't oh, even looked. God. I I had fifty-four, I got down to forty. God, I don't even want to remember what it was. Forty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I, I mean I'm, wh- I'm hoping that when things get back that you know, people were already working. We've got our uh, con- construction was going nuts. And those projects are already underway and financed and everything. So if people can just go back to work and start paying their bills again, maybe there could be a recovery on this, but who knows how long it's going to take. Dickhead was going to like, oh yeah, we'll reopen everything in Easter. What the fuck? He doesn't even understand the fucking what's going on. No. Well, there was no basis on that date. It was just, it sounded nice. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. Boy, am I glad he's in charge. Yeah. Fauci gets, remember, I've seen these press conferences where, Fauci, who's like the nation's top-ranked epidemiologist. Yeah, voice of reason. Yeah, has to come in and go, basically, I can hear his brain thinking, okay, how am I going to save this? Because everything he said was wrong. Okay. Every time you he know, says anything. 
Yeah, and he has to go in and correct everything that Trump said. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, though, during the course part, the press conferences, Mnuchin stands right next to Trump, coughs into his hand, ladies and gentlemen, coughed into his hand. Yep. I don't. I don't. Well, don't forget, I, Trump was the one that was looking directly at the sun during the eclipse. Yes. <laughs> so. I. Uh, this behavior doesn't change right away. No, and it's it's. It is a weird thing, though, because you kind of, because I love to go out. I mean, you, you and uh, Mrs. E are more homebodies. Yeah, this is within our nature. On a trip, that's different. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm not. Right. I will have those chosen moments. That way you kind of really dig the home part because you're out. Yes, exactly. I mean, this kills extroverts. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, this is eating me alive. I'm eating myself alive. I mean myself dead, actually. With that in mind, I still haven't seen Safi on screen there. Can we oh, see her? Oh, here, hold up. As a welfare check? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, Kitty. Look at her. The comfort. Yep. She's, she's practicing Kitty mindfulness. Exactly. Yep. She doesn't give a fuck. Because, yep. I mean... It, I, <sighs> she's in the same position ours is. Yeah. She'll be there for the next five hours. Did she go um, outside? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Oh, no. She would end up probably killing the other cats. She is not. She no likey other cats. So you're basically living in her cat carrier. Yes. <laughs> you want to look at it that way. Or she's living in my human carrier. I don't know. Yeah. But she's got, she's stoked, though. Meeting in the middle. She's yeah, you're at home all the time. And... Yeah. She's like, what's all this then? And. She <laughs> she still grabs her sock, however, when I go out to take the trash. Oh. <laughs> her anxiety sock? Yeah. She has an anxiety. Pairs of anxiety socks that she grabs and hops into the window and meows because oh. I'm out of the room. You never know when you're coming back. Or if. <laughs> no object permanence. Exactly. Um, I did have like a panic, a brief panic moment a couple days ago. Because, um, you know, I do have the asthma. And yeah. this is the season. Always in March, I get my asthma flares up because it's pollen. changing everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, my asthma flares up. I don't think my asthma. I think COVID-19 because I can't breathe. And I'm like, oh, just get the inhaler. You'll be fine. So, yeah, it was fine. But I told you my uh, pseudo net. I call him my pseudo nephew because we're not blood related. But right. grew up the whole thing, friends. Um, he, he's convinced he had it. Yeah. 100% because he's horribly healthy, like 34, 35, somewhere like that. Um, very, very, like I said, very healthy, very active. But all of a sudden last week, he's feel like somebody's sitting on his chest and he has this cough that won't go away. And this actual pain in his chest and his lungs and not being able to breathe much. Does he live alone? No, he actually lives with his parents. Okay. Because he's, um, he's a professional, he's a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And he just put himself through school and has been um, uh, like actively practicing, I'd say, for the last two or three months. Okay. So he still lives at home, which is fine. I did the same thing when I had to. Probably not getting um, a lot of business right now. Oh, no, they shut down like two weeks ago. Yeah. So nope. that's not going to help. Nope. He basically stayed in his room, but he broke his fever. But his boss called him, checking in on him, and said, you need to go in and get tested. So he tried at the ER. They wouldn't do it because he didn't have a fever. They tried at urgent care, and they wouldn't do it because he didn't have a fever. It's so fucked up because we're, we're getting these celebrities that are like, well, I don't have any symptoms, but I've got it. And like, okay, well, how did you get tested then with no symptoms? Thank you. Because you can pay for it. Well, or you, you could just get it somewhere, obviously. I yeah. mean, I mean, well, everybody, we ideally, the entire nation should be tested so we can have some actual numbers. Right. And then what's her fuck? That one doctor chick on there on the press conferences said like, well, the testing is, what'd she say? Only provides the, I don't know. She's like, blah, blah, spin, blah, blah. I'm up Donald's ass, blah, blah. Yeah. Aren't they like not testing in California now or something? That I do not know. I think I had heard that it's like, well, there's a lot of it out there. So what difference does it make? Mm. Okay. Wow. Well, like you had mentioned to me that, you know, once they start testing, it's going to go way up. Sure. 
that's going to go way up. Now, if we, people do their thing, like I went for a walk with Sarah on Wednesday and we stood six feet apart and we walked in neighborhoods, you know, didn't encounter anyone. Mm-hmm. And then Deb and I on Friday, same thing. We walked downtown six feet apart. You were carrying a cricket bat. So it probably helped that you didn't encounter. Yeah. Anyone. And I <laughs> flame thrower. Um, wow. It is raining here hard. It sounds like hail. Damn. Can you hear Not that? Here. Nope. Oh, that's coming down. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we, we stayed six feet apart. We did the walk around thing. I don't know where I was going with this. I got distracted by the rain. Uh, you're fuck walking around that. neighborhoods. Uh, you walk downtown. Eh, fuck it. I got it. I got COVID-19. I have no- <laughs> <laughs> Did you the see the turkeys? I was making like, like coronavirus. Cause at that point when we had our last all staff meeting together, which was, I think Friday the 6th or Friday, whatever that first Friday in, in March was, I think we had a, a big old all staff and that's like a good couple hundred people. Right. And at that point, you know, they had said, well, if you need to stay home, stay home. It, it, it wasn't really pushed or it was kind of like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, listen, I told my staff, stay the fuck home. Yeah. If you don't feel right, stay the fuck home. Period. I don't care. I'll take it. You know? And now everything's like, nope. <laughs> we had to um, cancel all of our field trips. We canceled our prom. We canceled. We're going to cancel graduation. I know we will. Yeah. Um, and for the listener... Uh, I'm an online uh, instructor. So uh, we got a mandate from the Oregon Department of Education, uh, which apparently is owned by the Teachers uh, Teachers Union. Um, Handy. That sounds like such a Republican thing for me to say because I'm not a Republican, but yeah, the Teachers Union pretty much owns ODE. Um, They said uh, that we cannot cannot accept any enrollment, period. Mm. So all these schools like Portland District, Portland Unified said they're not going online, period. We got a bunch of kids who are at home. Yeah. That can't be good. And, uh, yeah. Not learning or anything, but we can't take any of them. So what's the plan with them? Mm-hmm. Depends on the district, I suppose. Just be dumb and graduate high school at 24? Maybe. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Those graduating seniors, what the fuck? Yeah. Yoink. They could come in our school. The graduating seniors could come to our school. We'd get in their credits, classes they needed, and they could graduate legit. That makes sense. But they're no. just worried about you being overwhelmed because, I mean, you're talking about thousands of people. Oh, no. People. They don't give a fuck about that. No. It's all about, oh, no. Uh-uh. Because we now, we cannot hold our students accountable for their attendance. We cannot hold our students accountable for their work. We can no longer put in like before all this. Huh? Was that before all this? Oh, Oh, okay. Now, because now they're saying, because attendance is still important with um, an online school because it's all about ADM and, you know, money per kid and attendance rates and the state looks at it and everybody has a big wank fest. Um, So we're always pushing attendance and attendance. Our kids have to make teacher contact twice a week, whether they call or they text or they go to a live lesson um, or they send a webmail has to be twice a week, right? So our attendance rates have to be up. Now, after all that work of trying to push everything up, we can't hold them accountable for their attendance. We cannot make them do work. And we can no longer give them uh, temporary or permanent zeros if they don't submit something. So what's the point? Yep. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I weep for the future. Well, weep for the fucking teachers union. And again, I'm going to sound like an absolute dick because I'm pro-union. But in this area, the teachers union, I mean, they almost got it shut down years ago anyway. So the the brick and mortar teachers are supposed to have preferential treatment over the online teachers? Is that what their union is standing up for to keep? Oh, yeah, because we're taking all their kids. Well, Ah. why do you think we're taking all your kids? We're not going and kidnapping them. Because your school's shut down for one. <laughs> well, not only that, it's just maybe you're, you know, if a kid gets bullied at your school, fucking do something about it. Yeah. It wouldn't be at ours. But anyway, so yeah. So, because I was afraid logging on Monday, I was going to have 3,000 new students. <laughs> um, nope. How would that work? If you, I mean, the, well, you'd we, have stuff to grade and all that, right? You couldn't. Actually, really- I only have one class. 
because I'm an advisor, academic okay. advisor. So mine is more, um, you know, how about, how about we set up a schedule so you learn how to log on and do your lessons? How about we talk about your anxiety? How about we, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's not, not a lot of academia. Oh, so you're not in the actual classroom yourself? No, I have, a, I have a high school success class that I teach, which is a joke. It's the world's easiest class. <laughs> so there really is no teaching. <laughs> it's pretty much, it's just one of those things that you kind of jump through in our school, like how to be a ninth grader class, whatever. Um, but my stuff is more of the, I spent last 40 minutes talking to a mom who was crying on my shoulder because this, not any other thing. Or I spent an hour and 15 minutes once because a girl thought there was a ghost in her attic. Um, so, right. So those Shouldn't should be of, calling nine one one for that. That's there's more important people that should be working. Well, like that. here's the thing. I had her call the police though, because I didn't know legit if there was a person. Sure. You see, Oh man, that was a long. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like a paperwork situation. <laughs> after, you know, I was after I known after that as a ghost whisperer, but I'll tell you what, the cops who did show up were phenomenal. Good. They did not go against her delusion. They did not make fun of it. They did not. Oh, it's stupid. You're lying. He went up into the attic. I could hear him. She left the phone on. He went up into the attic, showed her all the places that nothing could get in. And the only thing that was kind of sort of open was a vent that had a big old screen on it that was intact. Yeah. So he showed her everything that was fine, you yeah. know, and he was really good. And he called me back. Did it provide her any comfort? Yes. Okay. She just seems to think it was a, because she did a blessing on the house two days before and she stirred up an evil spirit. All right. And she had what's known as, um, uh, what's that word called? Uh, uh, chattering? Is it chattering? I'm probably saying that wrong. Where somebody talks, because I could talk pretty quickly, but somebody who has, I think it's called chattering. I have to look it up again. Where have you ever talked to these people that are, are literally a mile a minute and they're not on crystal meth? Yeah, Sandra can talk really fucking fast. But I mean, it's it's but it's almost like it's almost indiscernible the idea because they talk faster than their brain can. Pro, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. stream of consciousness or something. Yeah, it's an actual condition. So this kid had this, and I was trying to follow what the hell she was saying. I'm like, oh, good Jesus! But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what what's next. What do you? I mean, what do you? What do you do? I mean, exactly. what, what do you, like, I, cause I can't keep on the train. I'm, I'm going, I'll die of diabetes in three weeks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like eating candy bars day after day, but I'm, I'm, do you know what I mean? So I've got to snap out of it. Yeah. It's, maybe try some of these online meditation things or, you know, I think, yeah. you know, you're someone who needs a social interaction. This is obviously not as good as face to face, but it's something it does provide, uh, it scratches that part of your brain. Uh, well, we, yeah, we got uh, zoomed uh, after his birthday last week. Got her parents on and her brother, and it was a nice little evening. And yeah. and then we we played a game with my sister and her husband last a uh, couple days later. So finding ways to to touch base, uh, which gives you know if you if you schedule it like we did for this recording, gives you something to look forward to. You're kind of now right. you have a, a, a it's really that routine is so important. I've I've been working uh, having Mondays off for a long time. Uh, and I've gone to uh, getting up at regular time on the Mondays off and doing my normal uh, uh, morning routine and working right. out and doing all the things that I normally do. And it, it actually helps quite a bit because I like it's it, for somebody who gets up as, as fucking early as I do. I also yeah. have the, the magic ability to sleep in on Saturday and Sunday, which nice. it's not not like I used to. I sleep till seven or eight and it's insanely late for me now, but you it, will lose that ability when you're about my age. Just yeah. You know. Mrs. E's already having some problems sleeping and being able to stay asleep. But, yep. uh, the, uh, but if I, if I let myself get into that and I, I'm aware of that, my, you know, if, you know, retirement comes or whatever, or just the end of the world, uh, of making it an everyday thing to sleep in and then, then have a loose schedule, it's not good for my brain. It's enjoyable a day or two. And it's like the, you know, we've talked on the show before about how we do the day of squalor where you pull out the, so the sofa bed and watch <laughs> movies all afternoon and then drink in the afternoon and eat That's my life, for dinner. Though. That's it's, my life. Well, that's you know? the thing is if it becomes your life, it becomes a downer. It's not, it's good for, it's like any drug, you know, you can enjoy it for a minute and it's, it, it can be a good thing. But after that, it well, yeah, can so be a problem. 
yeah, that's why it's not, I mean, I'm not that way. Even like when I've said the practice retirement every summer, my schedule is full. Right. Like I got things, go see a movie here, go, you know, do a float on the lake <laughs> or whatever. And blah, 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 blah. But this is different because it also has the impact of what if, like, I, I'll give you an example. I went and um, after Deb and I did our walk on Friday, which ended up at the liquor store. Like you hey, do. It's open. <laughs> oh, and I, the whole procedure of liquor store was crazy, dude. Of course, no more than 10 people. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the rule, right? And you come in and you have to wait by the door and they come over and they spray hand sanitizer on your hand. Really? I really? have my gloves on anyway. It's so I put on my gloves, right? Yeah. And then they have the floor marked out in six foot increments with tape. Wow. So like different shell in front of every shelf, there's like six foot increments. Well, it's nice that they're taking it seriously because I go to Winco, which I have heard the one in Salem is doing that. And I go to Winco here on Thursday uh-huh. and there, the only thing I saw was some tape on the floor to keep you from crowding into the check stands. But otherwise it was all pretty normal. Obviously oh. no fucking toilet paper to be had. Um, and which was all in all, not too bad, but I get to the check stand. None of the checkers are wearing gloves. None of them are using hand sanitizer to my knowledge. Mine coughs at some point. I can't tell if it's into her arm or whatever, but I noticed she's got a cough. And then I noticed it. And she looked to me, she picture a uh, fairly overweight Francis McDormand. Just look, okay. she looked a lot like her, but picture Francis McDormand trying to catch her breath. Cause that's what she was doing. <laughs> oh no shit. Really? Like she was a little, I, not from the cough necessarily, but I, I looked at her and she was kind of a, like, Oh fuck oh me. God. But that really, uh, that sends you though. It, I would have gone to the manager and go, listen, it put me in, in a, a space of, cause my, my original thought all along on this whole thing has been, okay, fine. We can still go to the grocery store. That's great. Every piece of food or packaging you pick up is plastic. Plastic is a fomite, obviously. So, ooh, ooh yeah. look at you, hashtag science. Hell yeah, damn. And we, what I've noticed with my work, which is dangerous, and the uh, shopping, which is dangerous, is anything you do in a routine way, it immediately becomes hard to keep in mind that oh, the world's ending. I need to watch myself. It's I'm shopping, so I'm picking things up. I'm putting them back. I'm doing the same thing that everybody else does when they shop. And right. you've got your hands on these things. The person who put it on the shelf had their hands on these things on and on and on. And then the checker with the cough and the, the wheezing and the whatever. And I wear rubber gloves when right. I go out. I do too. But all the only thing the rubber glove does is it keeps anything from getting me. into your yeah. pores. So right. it's, you can clean it off easier. And it also keeps me from touching my face and makes me more aware, which is good. Right. But I didn't even have so much as rubber gloves because I had forgotten. Actually, no, that was another. Yeah. It was no, I had, I had gloves on there, but I'd forgotten them. Anyway, no fucking difference. <laughs> By her putting me on on alert that way, <sighs> I called Mrs. E. Had her uh, set up a bleach bucket with a rag, and when we got, I got home, everything came in one bag at a time. Every item came out and got wiped down. And I would not have even thought to do that if she had presented us healthy. Well, I saw the doctor online who and is letting instructing people to put a big piece of tape down the center of your counter. And when you bring in your groceries on one side of the counter is where the bags go. Mm-hmm. And the other side of the counter is as you're wiping things off, that's where it goes. Cause that's been wiped off counter. Good. And then when you put everything away and then you clear off the bag and then you clear that side of the, of the counter and then you spray the bag. Right. And we so, did all that. And so that's going to have to be the, the normal crazy. procedure. But yeah. I see that. And that's my big fear is like, okay, I went, all right. So Deb and I went for a walk. That's cool. Oh, okay. I am going to drive through and get tacos. So I drove through and got tacos. I was paranoid. I've been paranoid since Friday afternoon because I drove through and I got tacos. Right. That's the thing is we've got shut down to drive through only, which is fine. But what are the people in the kitchen? How healthy are they? And that's the fucked up thing about this is not knowing you could be presenting as completely healthy for up to two weeks. So getting anything from anybody else, and they're not even really warning about going out and eating as being an issue, but What's well, up? We can't in Oregon, we can't. I mean, you can't. You can't go. I mean, you can't go into a restaurant. You can't sit down in a restaurant. Right. Exactly. But who's to say? I'm not trying to fan your par- paranoia, paranoia at all. But no, who's no, to I say that the person the- that 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 made the tacos or did anything like that? Fortunately, the 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 virus doesn't do well with heat, as I understand it. So allegedly, food, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. 
Um, well, I sprayed down because um, I made a mixture of Everclear and Witch Hazel. And you're drinking, um, not drinking the Witch Hazel, so that's good. Huh? You're not drinking the Witch Hazel, so that's good. Oh, uh, and I put a little eucalyptus oil in there, make it smell good. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, you know, it's what, 90 proof. 100, 100, 100 Everclear is like higher than what is required to kill this bent bacteria or whatever. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so Sarah picked up a bottle for me and I just mixed up some stuff. I ordered some witch hazel and I have a little spray bottle. So I sprayed the, um, the food containers on the outside yeah. and I sprayed the, the, my grocery bag. Good. And I went, well, I think it, I, what it boils down to is we can all just do what we can do and maybe it'll make some difference. I think we're getting into this practice there, the virus, as we, as understood at the moment, isn't like rampant in the area. So I, ideally we get into these cleaning procedures and these not face touching procedures and these not breathing in each other's mouths procedures. Once it does get that strong, then maybe we'll be better off for it. But well, if we're going to get it, we're going to fucking get it. That's well, kind of yeah. what it boils down to. You guys don't have as many cases as we do though in Lebanon. <laughs> right. But as far as we know. Well, yeah, because most of the ones that happened were... Ooh, oh, listen to this. <coughs> okay, moving on. That was incorrectly coughed. I, over the back of the hand. No, has to be... No, has to be elbow or upper arm. Even better, down the shirt. Oh, wow. Well, hey, about down the shirt. I do down the shirt. Cleavage thing. Better than over the shirt. Hey, well. But, um, well, yeah, I just... It's, it's something that is... Um, it kind of blows. So I'm, I'm trying to develop, I'm like, okay, now what can we do? What can I do? So I've got some stuff done. I cleaned out the shed, check. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to have a round of what Dory should have. Because uh, Gary's like uh, a low-key prepper, right? He doesn't have mm -hmm. like fish antibiotic or <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. No. Um, but like, what are some things that I probably don't have that like should? So like, what do you have that, that I like what, name off some significant things for these kinds of events or worse. And I'll see if I have them or not. Well, uh, like, let's start with food. What kind of food do you have stored away? Uh, we've got the freezer stocked. Um, basically the, I basically look at it as have everything that you normally have and just a little extra if you can, I, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but I guess bring, could bring it up again. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 real, the real concern that we have here in the Northwest is the Cascadia earthquake yeah. that they're predicting that is supposed to be like a magnitude nine for seven minutes, like shake the fucking everything off its foundation. Wouldn't this be a great time for it, huh? Oh boy. Come and on. the fact that we've had a lot of, there've been a lot of other earthquakes in the area does, <laughs> does make one wonder. But um, so my thinking is, okay, how do we survive that? Basically, the thing about that situation, though, which only has one bright side to the situation we're in now, is you could theoretically go somewhere else in the end. So yeah. my, my plan all along has been, well, either you have to just fucking move out of the area because it's once it happens, if you look at the, the, the extended ramifications of, seriously, no bridges, underground pipes broken, so no water, no sewage. Um, I mean, and then the, the massive scale of that sort of thing is like there will be no one to fix this. For nope. years, potentially. There's no power. There's no phones. There's no anything. We'd have to bring in people from other states. Exactly. And so. right now, everybody everywhere is dealing with this. So right. as long as we have an either-or situation, we're, in, uh, we're doing okay. If these things both line up. our house, because apparently I'm on the correct side of Highway 5. Right, theoretically. Theoretically, so yeah. if, uh, But my, my thinking along the lines of what to do in that situation, because I'm basically, this is all imaginary. Up until this point, <laughs> this yeah, all of this, this prepping yeah, has this been imaginary. Plague was imaginary too. So. Exactly. So, the plan for the the earthquake was stay in one spot for a couple of weeks, try and live, mm -hmm. and then eventually gas up your car and try and get out, because hopefully they will have found a path to you know somewhere, and then you just go as fucking far east as you can go. I mean, talking Midwest or further to where you're not one of the multi-million people that are without everything trying right. to show up into a town and, and work your way in. Hop on the bicycle. And I mean, then just the reason I have a bicycle. start over. Because, you know, Y2K was the first thing that really ever got me thinking this way. And then, and then we lived in Seattle and it, it was the most 
childish line of thinking too of, oh, I guess we can move into the woods and I can hunt and fish and, and, and let me get a sack of flour because I'm going <laughs> to- We should have a fishing rod and a gun. Wait yeah. a minute. We should have a gun mounted on a fishing rod. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you have these ideas that you got from playing Oregon Trail as a kid. They're like, okay, I need, I need bacon and coffee and, and salted salt. fish. Right. <laughs> When the reality Flower. is it, you're going to be completely unprepared no matter what happens. But so, well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So it, just it, keep in mind the things that you have to go to the store for and that, that you can right. hang on to have, you know, deodorant, toothpaste, toilet paper, all of those things. Yes. But if, if things what we're into right now, thankfully is a long drawn out period of this right. where we can still go to the store. We can still get almost everything. Uh, right. We have time to think about it and time to prepare. If this was like an earthquake that happened like that and nobody has anything and, yep. and the idea of it is completely fresh. That's sort of a, a thing right. too, is that there are a lot of people that don't even think there can be an earthquake here because we're not on the San Andreas fault. Oh my so God. When, when that actually does happen, there are going to be tens of thousands of people who are completely caught off guard. And mm -hmm. then there are those who, t I mean, I've, I've got a good friend that I, I spent a weekend with and, in, in the interim of that weekend, we were on a drive and we, we had this kind of discussion. He's got a wife and a child. And he understood in the, on an academic level in our discussion that he needed to do something. I don't think right. he ever did. Because it's oh, just see, one of those well, things that people don't want to do. never lived in a place where, like I, I grew up in California. Yeah. So rocking and rolling was a part of my existence. I, I mean, it was. It was normal. Sure. All of a sudden we go, Bleh. I remember, <laughs> I remember 10th grade, I think it was, we had one that I thought the dog was moving the chair. The dog was in the chair. I'm like, oh, great. Another one. When I was maybe eight. He had, in San Diego anyway, and several yeah. little ones, but never had. Were you happened there for 94? San Diego. Huh? Were you there for that big one in 94? One in LA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I lived in San Diego. Yeah, I felt it. I felt it. Um, I had friends who were living in LA at the time. Um, no bueno. Yeah, I felt that one. I felt, uh, what was the other one? There was a. There's one in San Francisco, too. They yeah, I felt that, that. Yeah, that was when the double bridge collapsed. And yep. yeah, we, whatever happens in LA and or San Francisco, but typically LA, San Diego will feel it. Yeah. We have the Rose Canyon Fault. The Rose Canyon Fault is, runs right through San Diego, mm -hmm. right through it. But we earthquake retrofitted the fuck out of San Diego shortly after the 94 earthquake. I mean, yeah. everything. I mean, if you stood still long enough, you were earthquake retrofitted. I mean, yep. it was that, that pervasive. Um, here, however, they're just now getting to that yeah. <laughs> in Oregon. Because yeah. nothing ever happens here. Right, exactly. And it gives us all the sense that nothing ever will. Right, right. Because well, I lived in Arizona. There was a never, the only thing we had in Arizona were flash floods. So I had things in my car that would take care of flash floods. Well, first of all, Heck. I wasn't stupid. Um, I didn't see like a foot of water and go, oh, I can make it because that foot can turn into three feet and then five feet and then 10 feet and then yeah. you're dead. Yeah. Um, I had the breaky glassy window thingy, yeah. the little pointy. Yep. Yep. I still yeah. have that. I have it in my car now. Yeah. I had that and I had uh, lots of water and I had blankets because it would actually get cold, very cold at night sure. um, in the desert. So that kind of thing. Yeah. But not to the extent that I do have now, thanks to Gary got me started on this, is I have a, a proper pack in my um, car and now I have one in the shed. Good. Where I have, you know, even have a little set aside kitty thing, you know, kitty, kitty emergency stuff. She looks concerned, hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's important for people out there who listen to that guy who listens. Um, I even have like waterproof matches. I save every, every Bic lighter I've ever owned since I quit smoking. I still have. Good. Um, yeah, the ability to start well, fire could be the thing that makes a difference. And I have a fire pit. I can cook off that. Yeah. Um, and worst comes to worst for heat, there's the old um, dump out the clay pot action. Oh, yeah, over the top of the burner? Yeah, oh, top, no, but there's no heat. Like if there's no electricity. Oh, yeah. You get the pot and I'll grab two of the small bricks from the front yard. And you put it, the pot upside down on top of the two bricks and you put a candle under the pot. Oh, maybe yeah. several candles, and that way it radiates through the clay throughout the house. I remember being a kid and sleeping in a camp stove or a, not camp stove, but a camp. You were uh, wow, you were yeah, tiny. I was warm and nimble. Uh, a little uh, <laughs> camper, you know, the overhead camp. Uh, oh yeah, cab over camper, and it had a, a burner in it. And Dad had a clay pot over the top of it that way. 
Oh yeah, because I figured if there's no electricity, then you just I got candles and you just light those candles under it, and it could my my house would get warm in like 15 minutes. Oh, absolutely, that. yeah. Even with like two pillar candles, bing, it's warm. So that I'm not concerned with. But those those are the kind of things that like if you don't have electricity, what happens? Because they had an article out talking about how we're maintaining our grid through this this crisis, which they are obviously. Yeah. Um. I'm guessing just people are coming in and being completely safe with their proximity and, and whatever. I mean, it's working somehow, <laughs> you know, well, that's the thing is my, I've always based basically everything I do in the uh, preparing for shit realm on um, see what you, the needs of your life are and imagine without them. So yes, good. I'm glad you're making uh, uh, oh, provisions yeah, for, am. No, no power because that could happen at any time you've got uh tell the tell them about your your jenny for your cpap oh yeah i got a little tiny jenny it's about hold on i'm trying to plug in my speaking of jenny if i had to i could plug in my computer to this thing very jenny it's about the size of a lunch pail yeah it's about the size of a lunch pail and it has one plug that either can hold two pronged or three pronged and then you've got um the on the other side there are three usb ports i think three or four and i think two mac ports mm. and one side has a flashlight that's also an emergency flashlight blinky blinky mm -hmm. and it can be charged obviously you charge i charged it now right yeah. to keep it charged or it can be charged by car they send you a car um adapter good um i have to get the solar adapter separately oh. that's also adaptable solar and it'll run my apnea machine. And I just, I, I haven't used it all night. You said to try, I haven't used it all night yet, but I plugged it in and it came right on. Good. So I think if it came right on, it should do pretty well. You know, I, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, just probably want to set a reminder in your phone once a month to, to throw it on the charger. Even it'll tend to run down even without being used. Oh, I never thought about that. A lot of the times those idea. things don't, don't hold the charge forever. We need to have like Gary Prepper Hour. I think I don't, I guess I'm just gonna have to figure out a way to just stop and do shit. Like just have to, well, once work starts up again, Monday, tomorrow, I'll be fine. Yeah. It's, it's occupying at least seven and a half hours out of my day. There you go. Per day, Monday through Friday. So um, that will be better. Yeah, I'm actually kind of grateful to have the the routine still. I I'm enjoying being home now because I've still got a pretty long project list, and and it's keeping me keeping me active. And it's basically like an extended weekend, so I'm yeah. uh, I'm enjoying that. But at the same time, if uh, you know if this goes on for too awful long, I will definitely need to force myself into a routine situation. Yeah, and I think it's just. I mean, I tried at first. Actually, I was doing well. I did like origami. I did. I did some origami. Um, I have a. I bought a quill and pen or a pen and ink quill thing mm. like a month or two ago. So I was dicking around with that, and then I was working on the adult coloring book kind of thing. And then I just lost motivation. Yeah. That the malaise set in, and that whole thing of ugh, I was gonna do is. Um, I mean, this is how bad it was. I was looking forward to the dentist. Wow. Okay, that's how bad because I um cracked my tooth, apparently. This has been going on for like two years. <laughs> the same tooth. I mean, it, it would be sore for like a week or a day or an hour, and then it wouldn't be sore for months and it would pop in again. So I thought it was just a, like a sensitivity issue. Mm -hmm. And after two years, I've been like, well, okay, fine. Now it's getting more sensitive. Da da da. So I went in before like a couple weeks before the plague hit um when they still had appointments and whatnot and uh he said yeah it's got a crack right down the middle yikes kind of like my butt mm. and uh, <laughs> so my tooth has a butthole i guess um he said well i think it's where i've put a crown on it i'm like okay that's okay that's fine so i made an appointment blah blah, blah and i came in to pay for it ahead of time because i do sedation so you can't pay for anything under sedation. <laughs> not ethical. So they may like, not be the same price. Yeah, they make you pay for it ahead of time. Um, 
So I came in, I paid for it. And um, like night and day, when I was in there for my first exam, he's got all kinds of cool stuff in his lobby. Um, Cause he's just the coolest dentist ever. He's got like the massage pad in one chair. He's got like big bowl of chapsticks, big bowl of lollipops that actually clean your teeth. Ooh. If Xylitol like greenies. Kinda, yeah. He's got like, you know, coffee and tea and like snacks and you go in his bathroom and there's like, like at the savior on the machine <laughs> from a truck you know, stop procedure. He's got like barrettes and hair doodads and hairspray. And like, like if you, you know, maybe were in the chair for a long time, you want to like judge up a little bit. He's, I mean, he's got all kinds of cool stuff in there to read and look at. When I went back to pay for my stuff, gone, everything gone. <laughs> they took grounded everything out because it's all touchable. Mm-hmm. Right. So, he, I mean, he had all kinds of, he's, he has floss in a business card, in the card. Wow. He's, he's got, yeah. So all gone, everything. And I walked in, they're all masked. Even the front desk ladies gloved and masked. And I paid for it. She wiped the pen, handed it to me. I signed it, shook it back, wiped it, put it back. I'd like to um, see more of that. I've been irritated with the, like, you have to sign the credit card slip. Here's a pen that's may have been in someone's ass. Which yeah, all along is probably been a problem. And, well, <clears throat> and the thing is, when I went in for the actual procedure, uh, three days prior, they sent out a mass test saying, we're done. We're closed, except for emergencies. So I thought, okay. And I texted them back and I said, okay, it's no worries. I can make it work. You know, I've worked with it for two years. And she called me right back and she goes, oh no. <laughs> yeah, you're <a> st- <laughs> in the emergency category, Dory. Go get your medication. So yeah. Friday, I went and got the medication. and um. Then they did the whole like lockdown period thing. The stay at home, stay alive, whatever thing, which is passive aggressive Oregonian for shelter in place. Um, (laughs) So I was wondering if they were still going to do it. And and yeah, so Sarah drove me over. I took the the Valium. Oh, how was it? I I love it. Um, I I I had the Valium the night before when I go to bed. And then the next day there were two like diazepam or something like that two, an hour before. And you know, this was breaking all the six foot rules, but I'm like, Sarah can't throw me in the trunk. Right. And so it's like, so she drove me over there and um, I had the procedure. I don't even remember that I texted her halfway through the procedure to let her know it was halfway done. The text was completely cogent. Do I remember it? Yeah. Um, I also apparently, and, and they put, um, nitrous as well. Ooh, double up. And I do remember asking them to put it to Cheech and Chong level. I do remember <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I, I somehow took a picture of myself with this nose mask on and posted it on Instagram. Wow. Don't You're even like remember. A- I look terrible because fluorescent lights, and of course, all my bags and wrinkles. And I've got the this teenage book. part of your brain was still active. Oh, God, but I mean, it was, it was great. And it was about a two and a half hour procedure, I guess. Cause Sarah told me later they had to like, like dig into the bone and I don't know. Um, Gnarly. I have a crown. Ching is still kind of hurts. I went online and it said it'll be like two weeks before it stops like being irritating. Is that the first one you've got? Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a foreign presence, you know, and the body's like, what are you doing? So they said about two weeks, it'll stop kind of hurting sort of you know whatever do they encase um, like the whole tooth in metal how does that work no it's a it's a or it's a tooth oh it's uh porcelain porcelain right there in the office oh i worked uh at a dentist's office over the top of the machine that does that basically i guess they stick a camera in your mouth and it will uh if you had like a missing part of your tooth the camera will fills it in fill it in and then it makes a thing right there they're like oh yeah $40,000 $40,000 machine that I was working over the top of hoping I didn't drop something on it. Nice. Well, I know because the most dentists you go in, they pull it or they, you know, it down. They put a temporary piece of shit in there mm-hmm. and you come in like two weeks later to get it done. But Dr. Uh, Dr. Adam Kirkpatrick, who is the Ooh, shit. It's a powerful name. He is the shit though. He's super friendly. He's like the happiest dude you've ever met. Seriously. Well, Always ni- nitrous. No, <laughs> but he has like, he actually has a, um, I don't know how he did this, but he has like this Huge seven or eight foot, 
<laughs> no, the seven or eight foot looking tree trunky thing with a roof on it that says Tooth Fairy. Oh. It's where the Tooth Fairy lives. Has like a little glass window in it in front of his office. It's the cutest thing. But anyway, so uh, blah, blah. And it took about two and a half hours, I guess. And, and, and it took another half an hour for me to be able to be cogent enough to wake up, I guess. I don't remember. Because Sarah said she sat in the parking lot about a half an hour. They called her and she was sitting there. She finally went in, <laughs> and I guess it was I was coming out of it. Huh. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want more procedure. Because <laughs> I figured, you know, I can't get any decent, you know what I'm saying? I got, like, sanctioned drugs right there. Yeah. And I, at least by now I can't remember anything. But she said that I told her they showed me videos of puppies. I don't remember seeing videos of puppies. <laughs> I think that was just me babbling but we went to the grocery store right afterwards so i was pretty i was pretty okay she's like you okay i'm like yeah i'm actually coming out of it and i went to the grocery store um because we figured you know i'm gonna be in yep for the duration so pop tarts um got a pallet yeah um and so we just i went to a grocery outlet actually which is not as congested Mm -hmm. safeway ridiculous the lines were the length of the aisles I'm like, why are they not bringing in more checkers? Why is not every checker open? Yeah. They, yeah. These, these stores are fairly new. And why, when I was, a, I was a checker in high school and shit would get yeah, busy and we'd have them all going. But now you just never, it's like they're there, man them. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know what was going on, but like grocery outlet, they always have like, um, a lot of people, like enough people, and they'll call somebody up right away, you know? And it's, you can get some cool shit there for pretty cheap. I got some um, Rasputin beer, which is uh, like a larger bottle of beer. You know, like you get the large bottles. It's a $20 bottle of beer. Good Lord. $5.99, bitches, at Grocery Outlet. Okay, then. Yo, yeah, I I got a sixty dollar bottle of wine the other day, like before the plague, for like thirteen bucks. Right on. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna call that an, an episode and uh, yep. get back on with this plague life. So uh, I'm Gary. I'm Dory, just drunk. And we are the ones that are uh, uh, still alive. <laughs> God. Yay for the moment. All right, you've been lounged. <laughs>